All right, and we're live. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the I Thrive Podcast. It's your boy, Sonny Nespinos. Today, I got my brother from First Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ, Brother Andre Glanville. Um, you know, we're going to be speaking about uh, pretty much how he came out of falsehood and came into the truth of God, came into holiness. Except with um, this brother's testimony, I believe he was in a cult. You know, so most of you that don't know what a cult is, it's no joke to be in something like that. It's you could lose your life. You could really go crazy. And that's why I'm excited to hear about that, brother. But brother, before we get into it, how you feeling? How how's the week been for you so far? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, you know, in the midst of this pandemic, you know, just been trying to make the best of everything, you know. Yeah. So still hanging in there, still have my job. So, you know, I'm I'm blessed right now. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And the family, everybody's good? Yeah, my family's good. You know, I wish I can see them a little bit more, you know, but I mean, it is what it is. Exactly. How is it over here in, uh, where are you located? So I'm from the D.C. area. D.C. area. Oh, so you yep. by the White House. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, right near the, I'm near the White House, yeah. So, so how is it over there, though, in terms of like, the pandemic are like people going out regularly is it a nor is it normal like how is it over there yeah you know people you know they're not following instructions man of course of course <laughs> but why did i ask it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i be i'm trying to keep the mask on i'm trying to do my social distancing thing and uh but um you know still got to make my runs to the store but uh, just hope, you know, people just follow instructions and just wear the mask at least. At Abs least. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Over, over here, it's not too, too bad. You know, a Canadian mm -hmm. day. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of gotten better. I could mm -hmm. say, you know, like the, the numbers have been going down. Uh, mm -hmm. We're obviously not comparable to the States or anything like that. People took it and still taking it very, very seriously. I think mm -hmm. the argument that's going on now is, you know, some parents don't want to send their kids to school. And some parents want to send their kids to school. But I, 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 from what I'm seeing, it looks like school's going to start full-time over here regularly. <clears throat> you know, so. But, yeah. Um, you know, let's get started. I'm going to get right into it pretty much. So, um, Brother Andre, please explain to us. First and first and foremost, kind of like explain what, you know, a cult, you know, is. I'm talking, right. about, a, I'm talking about real life, no mm -hmm. joke. Like explain to us what a cult is and explain, you know, to the one that you were in. And how did you even come out to come to the truth? Right, right. So for me, from my own experience, uh, not really knowing the full definition of a cult, you know, but from my own experience, uh, uh, being in this cult, uh, I was basically took, my free will was basically taken away from me uh, to a certain extent. Um, so for me, not knowing anything about Jesus Christ or not really knowing anything about the Bible um, and coming into a, a church, a so-called church who have the, the form of a godliness uh, place, uh, was, I was introduced to the Bible and, and to, um, I was baptized correctly. Um, but um, So when you say baptized correctly, just clarify that because you know not everybody watching this yeah so <laughs> yeah i was baptized in the name of jesus christ yeah. uh, that was the the correct name so the church was called victory in jesus holy church is um is in landover or or highsville maryland uh, right outside of dc okay. and um so for me i would come from dc um to maryland to, to go to church um 
Um, but um, come to find out later, you know, it was a cult once I came to First Church. Uh, so uh, there we would confess our sins on, on paper and uh, we would give it to the, the uh, so-called First Lady. So how, well, before you get it, how, so mm-hmm. when you, say, you said it's a friend that uh, got you into... Yeah, yeah. So how did it yeah. happen? Like, like, were you looking? Were you searching? Like, or did right. he just randomly say, hey, Andre here's a, a church you can go to, just come along. How did that go exactly? Right, right. So me, I used to work in, a, in the mall. I used to work at a clothing store called um, Up Against the Wall. It was a couple of years ago. And uh, while working at Up Against the Wall, you know, I was um, just helping out customers and showing them and directing them to different places within the store. Uh, so a young lady came in there. You know, and, uh, you know, me at the time with the mindset that I have, you know, I thought she was kind of, you know, pretty. I thought she was pretty, man. So, and then, you know, had, you know, so once I introduced myself and I uh, tried to see, you know, how can I help her? Uh, you know, I just, first thing you noticed, you know, she had uh, the college hoodie on. And then the way that she talked she, and the way that she pre- presented herself, uh, that was kind of appealing to me, you know. Because, you know, just growing up in, in the city, you know, you get tired of the same type of, uh, you know, women, or, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted something different. You know, I wanted something different. I wanted something better. But I so came across her and then um, come to find out that her dad is a pastor. So um, at the same time, I'm already going through my, uh, you know, I was about 20 years old at the time. And um, I was heading into adulthood. So while heading into adulthood, I was struggling pretty bad. You know, I didn't really have uh, the support that I needed so I can uh, go into a successful path. So I was struggling. And then right there, I was already looking for something right there, you know. So the girl came. I'm already looking for something. I know church was a good place to be at, you know. Okay, okay. so you were looking Mm -hmm. for... You weren't you weren't going to church or anything. No, no, no. I didn't know anything about. You know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. But you were looking for something, and was it specific? Like, was it just a church, or were you open to like other things? Like, it could have been a mosque. Yeah. Uh, uh, it could have been anything. 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 You know, it yeah. could have been anything. You know, but you know, growing up, you, you you know, you know that churches, as far as what I knew, was was a good place to be. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah you, I just knew the basics of it. I didn't know the the whole you know semantics of it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, uh, in the back of my mind, I had that in my mind, but I, I didn't know exactly how to get there. You know, I didn't know, like, oh, I just didn't know, you know? I just didn't know, okay, let me go to church today. It wasn't in my mind, but I, it was there in my it mind, if that makes sense. Did you, you know? have any family members or anything like that? No, my church, my family wasn't uh, church oriented like that. Okay. You know, you know, it just, they mentioned it here and there, but they, you know, they had their own ways of doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't okay. raised that way at all. So I'm 20 years old, um, growing up, becoming an adult. Uh, I'm struggling pretty bad. You know, I'm lacking in a lot of areas. And then all of a sudden, the woman came. And then um, so met her. So at first, she didn't, they didn't direct me straight to the church. What they did was she invited me to, like, a couple of events where her family was at. So um, here in the, the DC area, we, I think we, at the time it was called the MCI Center or Verizon Center. They had an event there. I think it was Disney on Ice or something, something like that. 
So they, they brought me out there. So I guess so they can see me, you know, so they can, you know, um, size me up in a way, you know. So and then after that, I believe they brought me out to a basketball bench. I guess she found out that I was, you know, athletic and bring me out to the basketball event. Then her family was there, too. So I guess they was kind of like observing me, trying to fill me out yeah. and, and whatnot. And then they slide the church thing into me. So it was like, oh. church thing, like a card or something? Or? Right. So they was like, um, you know, so they built me up. And then it, it was almost like I, I owe them a favor oh, in a way. Okay, I see. So pretty much, you know, mm -hmm. we're bringing you here to in the church. church. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. we're, we're bringing you, I mean, Disneyland, whatever, and then uh, basketball mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But now it's like, you know, mm -hmm. we have a church. You better come to the church now. Yeah. That's yeah. the only way they can get members there. And I can speak by experience because after I became a member, I was doing the same thing. I'll tell, oh, we have an event here um, in this location. And then once they get there, you know, hey, won't you come to Bible study on Wednesday? Yeah. Because... The, the message wasn't coming across the pulpit and they knew that because there's only like 30 something members in there if yeah. that so the only way we can get people to come was by using events or or something a play or or a puppet show something you know did they yeah, know yeah. who to go after or like was it just oh you? yeah or they knew they knew you they were yeah. playing, okay okay i see mm -hmm. who like look like this cult who what, what type of people were they going after the most Right, so it seemed like they was going after people who were pretty much vulnerable. Vulnerable. Like, for, for example, uh, we had members in there. We was all pretty much in our 20s and a couple teenagers and maybe a few older people, but we were so young in there. Yeah. So it seemed like they preyed on, on the, the younger uh, uh, generation or the, the younger folks or people, whatever you want to call it. Uh, for me, I didn't really have... Um, like someone to fall back on. So I couldn't come to someone and talk to them and say, um, I'm being introduced to this church. Uh, should I go or should I not go? You know, I didn't have uh, someone I can call like, uh, give me some advice, you know? It was just, okay, um, I didn't have the best relationship with my family. So it was just like the devil knew that. Yeah. And then for other members in there, we had people who was in uh, foster care. You know, they didn't have no one. We had someone who came, I think she came from Africa, but she didn't have her family. Yeah. But she didn't know where to go. She didn't know where to go. And there was many more other members like that that was in there. How did they, how did they know where to look? Say it again? How, how did they know where to look? Like, did, or was it just like random? So I know the girl, she went to the mall you worked at, and you saw right. her. But like, did you go, when you said you were doing it, did you know where to go exactly to find the most vulnerable people? Or was it just... Well, like, you, you can kind of tell after a while because uh, just being around uh, the first lady. So the so-called first lady, she was pretty much the god of the church. She taught us. The she god of the church. And when you mm -hmm. say first lady, because, you know, like I said, there's people watching this. They mean to understand right. what's being said. Because when I think first lady, I'm, I'm thinking about the president of the United States of America. So <laughs> right, right, right. First lady, and explain, you know, the first lady, but also explain... What do you mean she was a, the, the god of the church? Yeah, so the first lady, the, the, the preacher's wife, which is called, they call it in the apostolic Pentecostal yeah, yeah, yeah. church, uh, first lady. So the reason why I called her God, because 
So wait, you guys would call this first lady God? Well, no, no, well, not not calling her God, but giving her the title God. I'm sorry. So when you well, say giving because... the title God, like what do you mean? Mm-hmm. What do you say? Yeah, we we'll still call her. We call her Mother Holmes. Mother Holmes. Okay. Her last her last name is Holmes. You know, she was supposed to be a mother, but she wasn't even that much up in age. Yeah. Yeah. So so we would literally write our sins out. So when you say write your sins, and yeah, so, so okay, when you how 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 did it come about that this yeah, our first lady was the god of the church? Like did she just say, "Hey, I'm God," or like? Mm-hmm. So how did that happen? Yeah, so uh, it was just one of those things. Like this is her church, you know. Mm-hmm. Even her husband, the same tactics that that we did to bring people in, the the trickery. She did that to her husband when they was younger. Okay. Oh, so she, she, was she older than her husband or? Well, she... no, she, she wasn't necessarily older than him, but it's just, she was, she had this type of wisdom and understanding on how to pray. That's why the church was filled with so many young people. Yeah. They, even when older people came, she knew how to like make them feel uncomfortable and then they'll leave. Okay. They just wanted to be straight. Young people, because it was easy to get us here. Get into their heads, yeah. She was the counselor. Okay. It wasn't the preacher. So when we had counseling, so the church, it wasn't a, a normal church. It was inside of a house. Okay. Inside of a house in Hydesville, Maryland. Right. All right. So inside of this house, there was a room upstairs where she did, we did the counseling. And then she was so enriched with uh, her words, she knew how to use certain words to pull stuff out of you. Yeah. And then now you're telling her all your business. So what, she knew she knew all your sins. an example with that though. When you say, like, even so, if you could remember an example on how she could pull words, because it could be somebody right. watching this vulnerable as well, just the same way in that manner. What type of words would she use to get, you know, the younger ones to just spill all their beans? Right, right. So say I'm going through something, right? I'm, I'm struggling. I'm trying to uh, do my walk in Christ, you know, right? And I'm struggling. And, I'll, you know, I'll go to her for counseling, you know, try to get some advice on certain things. So we go upstairs, we sit down, we talk, struggling. She knew how to, like, um, say, you know how they say you're running around the bush? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Around right. the bush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she'll, she, because... Let me see how can I explain it. It's just like a certain type of spirit that was in it. Yeah. It was a it was a spirit in it that she knew. Like, okay, you're not give you're not telling me everything, and then she wouldn't allow you to leave without you just like spilling the beans. Wow. You know, she she knew how to like. Um, let me see the best way. I don't know if you ever seen this movie called um, Get Out. Right. It was a movie. It was a movie called Get Out. And the mother was in the room with the guy. He was sitting in the seat. She it was had like that. the spoon. Yeah, man. It was like that. And she was spinning this take the spoon and rub it around the, the cup. Right. And then it was almost like he was hypnotized. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because you can tell because it'll get to the point where she can just look at you and you see people curling up and putting their heads down, man. Even her husband. So she got that she got that tactic from her mother and then and passed it down from her mother to her and then she did it to her children and then from her children she did it to the members right so she was very 
sweet she was a sweet lady but at the same time she was very stern and she had like this very demonic way of her like she could shut the whole church down on you and then you'll feel like you're in a solitary confinement right yeah man she'll shut it down and then no one it's like you don't even exist but you're there yeah and then she'll hold it down like that until you break until you you have people crying and hollering and I mean, it, it sounds fake, but this is how it was. Yeah, yeah. It was a form of a chastisement that she would do. Why? So why, why would she do that though? So if if you wasn't um, living according to, I mean, it's supposed to be the Bible, but then according to the way she see things. Okay. And then if she didn't like it, you know, she would chastise you, and then put you in that. I call it. I call it solitary confinement. So how how did she see things and what was the denomination of this uh, mm -hmm. so-called church in inside the house right so they branched off from a church called bible wave uh that still exists to this day wow. and um, they got the old school teaching from back then it was an apostolic pentecostal church mm -hmm. so they kept the old school tradition from back then and then they started their own uh so-called church okay. so the the church that we was in was which is the house where they used to live at and then they moved but then they they moved and bought that house back and converted into a church okay. so they took the bible way old school teaching then mixed it with their own uh, uh ideology and then they they created victory in jesus holy church okay. that's how that started Yep, yep. And tricked the pastor. The pastor, that guy was no more than a pastor than, than anything. They tricked him. The same tactic that she put on, on us, the members. She did the same thing the, to him. To, to the him. She could, it been, and she was the reader. She was the reader. Yes. Yep. And it was many days you'll see her uh, give her husband the eye. We call it the eye, and then he'll bring in benediction and shut down church and we and dismiss him because he was under the same controlling I call it a spell yeah. that everybody else was under, even me. And they took and I remember when I first came around, they was basically trying to teach me like she's giving you the eye, you're supposed to submit. Yeah. They was like training me in the beginning, and you can see all her kids was under it, all of them was under it, and then. The daughters was just like her. They had the same spirit. So I was talking to the daughter, like I was saying in the beginning. She was training me, just like how the mom did her, did her husband, yeah. step by step. But I was resisting certain things because I mean, I'm from the streets. I mean, I have a little street smart in me, so yeah. we, we butt heads quite a bit. So if you don't but, mind, mm -hmm. uh, you yeah. have to, like, when you say you were resisting certain things, what were those certain things? Yeah, so what it was, it was because the women was so dominant in there and the men was so more like, you know, just henpeckish. The husband was the definition of a henpeck. It's like they were slowly pulling your spine out of you. And if you don't do what they tell you to do, you're out of order. And then what she'll do, she'll report it to her mom. And then, you know, the mom get it, she'll shut it down and then put you in like, I call it solitary confinement. Yeah. And they'll have you in there. I mean, it's just, it's almost like you don't even exist. It's like, they don't say hello, nothing. It's just, and then because they brainwash you like to the point, like if you leave the, if you leave, if you leave this place, you're going to die. 
Yeah. Or this going to happen to you, you're going to backslide and you're going to end up like this and that. And, they, and it gets you with that really well to the point like you're neglecting your own natural family. I mean, I cut my whole natural family off. They was the devil to me and I, I just belonged to them. Yeah. I was there every week, faithfully, every week, week in, week out, every year, just week in, week out. I got to be there. It's like, you know, if you miss one day, you're going to, you know, you're going to backslide. And they push that in you because... When you're in a tight group like that, I mean, when they tell you things, you're kind of like soaking it in, especially when you're, when you're in my state, you don't know anything about the Bible. Yeah. So as they feeding me, that's what I'm taking. That's what I know now, you know, but I'm still reading a book. I still see certain things in there, but because my understanding hasn't opened, it was kind of rough, but I'll see the Lord will show me things. And I'm like, it says that, but like they, they, they didn't believe in, wearing makeup, but they had the weave in the hair, oh. you know, it was like, it was like, like, yeah. like today. Yeah. Yeah. But if you say anything about the hair, you, you might as well just, you, you're done. That's crazy. You can't, you can't, you can't say that. You can't, you can't correct the, the, the women in there. You can't do it. Can't, so you, so you, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me in yeah. this cult where it was dominated by women, mostly women in there, Mm-hmm. You could not when you you could not correct the woman in there at all. Mm-mm. You couldn't correct them, man. If they're living wrong, if they're doing the wrong thing, you know, have weaves, wigs on their head, and all this and that, mm-hmm. you could not. The the pastor, nope, he could not correct that. Did he ever <laughs> try to? No. Well, you can tell by you know when we just out and about. You can tell some some things he just disagreed on, but he knew better because she done tra- she trained him. Okay, okay. Yeah, he didn't know much about church, but she got him years ago and trained them. And then now he's under the spell. He's just doing what she taught him. It's mm-hmm. been many times in the in the church. She was like, she made him, and mm-hmm. then she'll say to us the new the men in there that she can make you a man. Yeah, man. And, and, yeah, man. She, dude, she taught, she taught us. It was bittersweet. She literally, she, she taught me everything, mm-hmm. everything. Right. So it was, it was a bittersweet type of uh, concept because she was teaching us, okay, how to conduct ourselves in the job, how to treat a lady, how to open up doors. Mm-hmm. It was very militant in there. It was, it was yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, sir. It was very militant in there. So those things that I learned there, the militancy that I learned there, I still keep to this day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. all the other nonsense and that and the the, the demonicness of it, mm-hmm. you know, I had to leave that alone. But that came over time, over years as I was growing. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said in the beginning, I didn't know anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I didn't know anything at all. So so let, let's go to the confessing of, of, of sins here. Yeah, I, I don't know how, yeah, man. how that even came about. Yeah, so the husband did the same thing to her mom, to his wife's mom. So when you say the husband I, did the same thing to her, to his her wife's mother. mom, so to his yes. mother-in-law? And he preached it. It did the same. It was a trickling down effect, generations. Wow. I don't know how exactly how it got started, but I would say because maybe the... The wife, mother wanted to know who she was dating. 
you know, yeah. before they got married. I don't, that's just my assumption. Okay. okay. But ever since I got there, that's what they taught me to do. They was like, yeah, man, you, you write your sins out on paper and you give it to my mom and she's going to pray on it. She knew everybody in their sins, even her husband. Everybody. She knew every single person's business in there. Everybody's sin she knew. And then it got to the point where they was teaching me like, okay, I got so used to doing it. So when I didn't do it, I felt like God wasn't going to answer my prayers. Oh, because I'm, I'm hindered. I got to get these sins. Let me write it off and give it to yeah, her so yeah, she can yeah, pray. Yeah. yeah. So it's been many days. I'm like, okay, God, not going to answer my prayer. I got to write my sins out. It's the only way and give it to her so I can get, get my prayers through. And so, wow, man, I'm just, yeah, man. I'm, yeah. I'm in, I'm in, I'm no so, joke. How, how long have you been in this cult? Were you, or were you in that cult? Yeah. So I was in there for maybe seven, almost eight years. Ooh. Almost all my years in my twenties, I was in there, taken away from. from and so, oh, man, yeah. did you like? Did did they ever try to like force you to marry somebody or something? Like yeah, that, that's when when they started pushing that on me because I was like I said I was I was talking or dating the the pastor's daughter mm -hmm. for maybe three years or so, but while dating her, it was just it was. It was a battle. Like I said, I had some street smarts in me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hold on, this right, but that's not right. This right, but that's not right. But she was pushing that spell on me to, mm -hmm. to submit to her. Yeah. But every time I resisted, she would come even harder and then her sisters would come in another direction. Then what her mom would resisted? be that. Like, re like resist what? So like the henpeckness. She was trying to develop me into a henpeck. So when you say so, impact, define the, the impact. I don't think I... I right, mean. right. So basically, she say, okay, hold my purse. I'm carrying a purse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm carrying oh, a purse. Like, make you her, her... her, her Like a slave in a like way. a slave, pretty much. Get you yeah, man. Slave. Okay, okay. Yeah, like a slave. Just when she say jump, I say how high. You know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, every every man, everyone, every man that was in there. And the she had the the, the first lady, so-called first lady had one, two, three, four daughters in there. Every guy that was attached to the daughter, same thing. Same thing, yeah. Confessing their sins, turning slowly into a impact. Yeah, yeah. And then once the mother saw that you was fully submitted. A couple of them got married. They got married. Wow. Because now they got you. She got you. She got you. Not, you're not only tied to uh, the woman, you're tied to the mother now. And mm -hmm. now she see that you're on the leash. Mm -hmm. Now she can tug you any way she want now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you can tell by the husband. All you have to do is just look at him and see how he interact with his wife. So submissive. Yeah. So submissive. No, it's like the manliness in them was taken away from. Them. No what, spine. What the scariest yeah. thing about being in this cult. So it was many scary things of being in the cult. Um, I say the one thing in particular that got me was when I was resisting marrying the daughter. Then it felt like I jumped into a lion's den spiritually. Yeah, yeah. The spiritual side of it was so was so thick, mm -hmm. you know. And that's why I'm glad I'm able to talk to you on the podcast because I know you, you're spiritually minded. 
Because yeah. I'll tell, yeah, I'll tell some people this, they don't know the right things to, to the right questions to ask. Yeah. So the spiritual side of it, all right, it's like I jumped into a, a den of lions when I was resisting dating the the, the, the first lady's the first daughter. lady's daughter. Yeah, the first lady's daughter, right? So it's like one of her sisters will come from one direction trying to set me up. As far as like, oh, you will look good with her, this and this and that. You know, we could just be out in a store. They'll mention it, but the spiritual side, you can just hear the devil all in them. You can hear it. You can hear it. Then another one will come from another direction and you're out and about just living your life and then just slowly trying to direct you back to her. And I was just like, once I made my mind up that I wasn't going to do it, there's no way I can marry you. I'm going to turn into a straight henpeck and then all my manliness and everything that I consist of will be submitted to her. Yeah. to her and her mother mm-hmm. right so um once i was one of the only few ones in there that received the real holy ghost okay yeah yeah so they, they we had the, the tarian service we, we did that and you know we in there <laughs> what hollering. was the tarian service like I, I, yeah I, 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 it was different man you're gonna laugh when you hear this man this is what we did they have a certain music that they play and sometimes they'll play the Clark Sisters' Hallelujah song. they turn it up super loud, blast it through the speakers. Everybody in there going around screaming, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, clapping their hands like this, just like this, hollering out, Hallelujah, 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 over and over and over to you, dead tired, dead tired. And then by the, his mercies, some of us received it. Mm-hmm. You know, because we was trying, like... Some of you, because, some of you were, yeah. like, sincere. Like, you really wanted sincere, something better. Man. And you knew a lot of the stuff that was happening in here were extremely wrong. You yeah. know, you kept on your journey on following Christ, pretty much. Right, right. I was just trying to do it the best that I can in the midst of all these hindrances. You know, but the law was still making ways for us. Yeah. He was Because it got to the point that we knew, we knew okay, the Lord was speaking um, in us. So because we were so young, amongst the members, we knew like when we was around each other, we can literally hear God. We can hear him talking, helping us, helping one another. Mm -hmm. It was almost like um, like, like a a Harriet Tubman type of thing. We was leading leading one another out from the underground railroad and, and, and sort of speak. Because we couldn't get the information across the pulpit because we're already dealing with a false prophet. Yeah. So we can literally hear God talking amongst us during our conversations. Yeah, for example, I can be struggling with something and I'm around one of the, the members and I'm having a conversation with him. I was like, man, I started to develop the voice. I'm like, man, I can hear it. I can, I'm starting to develop uh, the, the sound of God. Yeah. And that's how I was able to hear Pastor Jennings. Nobody told me about him. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, let's get into that. So, yeah. While you're just, you know, hearing the sound of God, you mm-hmm. say you, you're able to get to Pastor Jennings. How did yeah. you encounter truth, especially? And how was this cult when it came to other denominations or other uh, religions? Like, how, like, say, for example, because you know, today, so many, you know, churches tell people not to listen. To Gino Jennings, especially apostolics as well. When right. they're, you know, um, when he's coming to town, they make sure they set up things the same exact time, the same exact day, because they refuse to have their members listen to it. 
So how did this cult react to that? And how did you come about of being in such a, 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 a crazy cult for eight years? Yeah. And, you know, very few of you came out to... Uh, did the rest, are they in truth as well? Or are they just... Mm-mm. So uh, most of them are still there. One of them followed me to First Church. I'm going to get into that, how she followed me. All right, go ahead. So... Uh, at the time, we didn't know anything about Pastor Jennings. Never seen him, never heard him, didn't know anything about First Church. So the way that I left was uh, I was resisting marrying the daughter. So what happened, uh, which is crazy, because I was resisting her, she was turning up the fire on me. Yeah. For, for example, she can be wearing something. She would have like this seducing spirit. Spirit, yeah. Like- yeah, man. Mm. Trying to seduce me. So pretty much and you I, say no, you say no one day, but the next day, some from fires coming right now. Turning she turned the heat up on me. Yeah. So I knew it. So I was resistant. So what I did, I went on this fasting spree. Yeah. They didn't know. I started fasting like almost every day. Mm. I'll go from I'll go 12 to 12. You know how they teach you they teach you how to study. The 12 from 12, or I, I go a whole day. I started dropping weight, started losing weight. Yeah. Um, I said, let me just fast. So while I was fasting, we had this event that they have every year at the, at the cult mm-hmm. where they invite all these kids. It's called, they call it slamming for Jesus. Okay. This is what they call it, mm-hmm. right? And what they do, they, they pass out these book bags and, and uh, school supplies. Mm-hmm. But after I left, I said, hold on. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They attack the younger kids. Mm-hmm. Every year we had this event. And then, you know, in the midst, you know they're going to drop the church on them. Let them know, hey, you can come here. Yeah. But it's a trick. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap, man. So in the midst of the slamming for Jesus uh, activity, uh, I was in my fast. I was already, at the same time, they put, I was in isolation. I was in solitary confinement because I was resisting the daughter. And the mother knew it. Because I went to her and I told her, I said, your daughter is basically seducing me. Mm-hmm. You know, so she took that as disrespect. Oh. Right. And then she put me in the hole and nobody was saying nothing to me, walking past me. I'm still trying to help with the kids because there's an event going on mm-hmm. that they didn't really want me to come. But I still I still came. Yeah. I was helping. But then I noticed I said, now, it's not there's no point in me doing anything. I mean, I'm in the hole. So I was just sitting in the church. And then uh, talking to someone that I knew that came to the event, and I was just talking to her. And I, at the same time, you know, your spiritual eyes are open. You see them just walking past you, looking at you, ignoring you. You can, you can the, the spirit was so thick in there. It's just literally, it's just you, you're watching them. You know, you're watching, you see their body behavior. You see the devil in them, knowing, like, I'm not talking to Andre. You can just see him. The mother got... She hit the switch. Yeah. And it was on high too. Yeah. So what happened? I I broke. She got I broke and what happened? I had the slamming for Jesus t-shirt on. All I remember, man, just I took the shirt off and I threw it. And all I know, I don't know how I got to my car. I walked to my car and it just like I couldn't stop. And I took off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, am I leaving? It's like it's like I yeah. couldn't even control myself. Think- yeah. Yeah. I couldn't think. It's like, I don't know. I can't even explain it. It's like I was just moving. I know what you mean. It's like you, you're asking yourself, are you, am I really doing this right now? Yeah. Am I, I really, home. Is this really happening right now? It's almost as if it's a dream. 
dream yeah it was like like some twilight type of type of thing man <laughs> yeah. it's like i'm in my car i'm in a tank top i cut through my shirt I, and i'm driving and it's like i couldn't stop mm-hmm. and then once i got home it was a saturday then sunday came and then normally i don't miss church for nobody man yeah yeah dude when i say the devil came and just pressed down on me like a hundred times because i knew i was like i Am I going to go back or am I going to stay? I never hardly ever missed church there. Yeah, yeah. And it just, then the time came for me to come. Dude, my heart was just going like 100 miles an hour, man. Because everything they told me, if you don't come, you're going to die. Die. Man, dude, when I say the devil came to me, he was there, man, destroying my, my mind, almost put me in some type of cycle. but then i was like man i'm not going dude when i knew the time went past and i missed it it's just like it's like like my mind was inflated with helium couldn't think man (laughs) it's like i just went insane it was like yeah yeah what now heart just going man then monday come i go to work man depression started to fall on me ah depression started to slowly come Mm. all these different you know, uh, I don't know what you call it. Depression. Like mood. Uh, anxieties. Anxiety. Mood. Anxiety and anxious. And all that. Anxiousness, man. Just heart racing. And that, re- that very next Monday. Man, Monday, then that week was rough. Then I missed church again. Again. And then once I missed it again, all right, I knew, okay, I got to find a place. Yeah. I knew I had to find a place, but the depression was setting on me pretty hard at this time to the point it took away my appetite. I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat. So I started, I think I started dropping weight again. I'm dropping weight. My coworkers had to comfort me. They saw it. I was, you know, you can't, it was hard to hide it. You know, my my coworkers had to comfort me. So I saw what I did. I said, I grabbed a notebook, grabbed a notebook. And I went online. I wrote down all these churches. I wrote them all down. And I stood, stayed in within apostolic and Pentecostal and, and holiness. Yeah. You know, the little bit that I knew about holiness. I just okay. took so you that. knew while you were at the cult, you heard of holiness. Yes, I heard of it because they changed their name. There was an apostolic Pentecostal church. Then one day the, the, the first lady said, we're, we're, we're holiness. That's what she said, out, out of the blue. So I knew, I knew about holiness. I knew a little bit. I didn't know the proper teaching, but I just knew that it was a good thing, basically. Okay. So I went online, had my notepad, right? I, I think I wrote down all the churches in D.C., man, that was apostolic and Pentecostal. I was even in the yellow pages, man. So what I did, I took my list, had the address, I made some phone calls, and I was just driving, trying to hit churches, trying to just fulfill what I left. I used that as the measuring stick. And where were you located at that time? I was, I was living in D.C. You were living in D.C.? Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm born and raised in, born from, and raised from in Washington, D.C. Yep, yep. So I'm literally driving around D.C. I'm going to maybe three churches in, on one Sunday, mm-hmm. trying to just find that measuring stick of what I left because it was a pretty strict church. Yeah. It, was, it was militant. So I was just trying to compare. I couldn't find nothing at all. I couldn't find nothing. So, you know, the depression came that all of a sudden, man, I started having these nightmares, man. Just back to back every night, just back to back. 
because then my it's like it's like different stages of like mentalness. Yeah, yeah. That, I know that I was going through different stages of depression, pretty much. Yeah, man. Like my mental could be all right. You're depressed, but then another day it's like it's overwhelming, overwhelming, overbearing. You feel like you your heart's yeah. skipping while you're sleeping. You gotta go to the hospital. You 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 want to see what's going yeah. on. You're not feeling your right. heart and stuff like. Uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, man. It's it got it got to the point where my thoughts just destroyed my my whole mind. My mind was just was pretty much crashed. And then the nightmares came. And man, I'm like, I'm waking up two three o'clock in the morning in my room. I felt like my room was completely black and white. Just black and white, just staring at the wall, man. Because I can't sleep because every time I close my eyes, I'm having these nightmares. Nightmares. Yeah. And then yeah. the devil put in my mind, oh, you're going to die soon. Yeah. Yeah. Because they brainwashed me. Yeah. I was brainwashed. I was sitting in my, laying in my bed, man, like, dude, just like, man, I'm about to die. Like, so just imagine that, thinking you're really about to die. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I had it. So I sat there. I started, I had to encourage myself. Mm -hmm. The little bit of strength that I had, I had to use that. Yeah. I started talking to myself. I said, hold on, <clears throat> I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And then I, and then the more I said it, man, it's like strength came in me. I can't even explain. Mm -hmm. I had, I, I repeated, I don't know how many times I said it, but <laughs> thank you, Jesus. The more I said it, man, I started, like strength, strength was shooting up in me, man. Yeah. It was shooting up all in, all in my body. And then I got enough strength. Hallelujah. I got, had enough strength to the point where it, it, it kept me. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't backslide because I could have backslide at this point. Yeah. But I was determined because I knew that the, the, I had the Holy Ghost with evidence speaking in tongue. I knew that. I knew I had that. So what I did, I said, man, let me just keep pushing. So uh, I tried some other churches out, went here and there, but you can just tell, like, this is this not it, man. Mm -hmm. So what I did, I said, let me just go on, go on YouTube and listen to some music or listen to some encouraging things. Man, I pressed some button. Boom, I pressed something. And then uh, some man came up. God ain't never called a woman to preach. I said, what? How do how you know about this? <laughs> How you know about this, right? So I, I say, I just look. I said, let me listen. I ain't never hear a preacher say that, but but I knew that that was taught to me. Yeah. I'm sitting there, okay, all right, all right. And he keep talking, and then next thing you know, I'm sitting like this for like hours, man. Just sitting there, just stuck. Hours. I, I didn't. I was at work when this was happening. I didn't know work. I was just sitting there. Mm -hmm. I watched one video, then I watched another one. And then the video that I watched, I think it was number five something. He was at um, Chester, somewhere in Chester. And um, it was an old one. In fact, it was in like a, it was kind of like black and whitish. So I didn't know who he was. The video, he could have been dead and gone. I don't know. Yeah. All I know, I was just listening. And then I went from one video to the next. The whole day. Then I got home, pulled the laptop out. Then I was just sitting there stuck, just watching. Mm. And then it was one one uh, particular telecast. He was like, would a real Jehovah Witness stand up? And, it, and he stood up 
And then I was like, man, look at all these people with the Holy Ghost, man. Yeah. And then I kept listening. And then when I got to work, and then I was just sit and meditate. I was like, dude, I can hear the voice. Mm-hmm. I said, who is this man? Yeah. So I went on, online. I typed his name in. I was like, Geno Jennings, where's this man located? I was telling my coach, I said, man, I'm about to drive up to Philadelphia to go see this man. Mm. Who is this guy? And I can hear the voice just as clear as day because I'm already in a a low state. I'm fasting like crazy. I'm in the spirit, you know, and I I know it. And I'm sitting there, I'll just sit there sometimes just meditate, listening to him. I was like, man, I can just hear it. I hear the voice. Mm. I don't know him. I've never seen this man a day in my life. I don't know. I don't... I didn't know he was an apostle. I didn't know what an apostle no, nothing, was. Nothing. I didn't know nothing. All I know is this voice that I hear. So I said, man, let me do some research. Went on Google, typed them up. I saw that there was some temples near me. It was a Fredericksburg and I had Baltimore because I'm in DC. I'm right between the middle of those. So I say, okay, let me, um, uh, let me make some phone calls. So I called down to Fredericksburg because I thought that was closer. Mm-hmm. The uh, sister Renita. She answered the call. She called me. We, we talked for a long time because I'm backed up with so much. I needed someone to talk to. Yeah. And she sat there, man. She listened to me. And then she directed me to another brother. His name, his name is Brother Jovan. Because he's from D.C. too. Brother Jovan. Jovan, yeah. Jovan Bryan. Yep. Jovan Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Jovan yeah, yeah. Bryan. He's, he's, she directed me to him because he's from D.C. like me. She knew I was from the same place. And okay. Jovan was at the Baltimore yeah. Temple. Okay. And this is, listen to this. I don't know Jovan, right? At the time. Mm-hmm. But because I play sports, right? I was on the same team as Jovan a week before I met him in Baltimore when Sister Venita directed me to him. Okay, but at the time when you guys were playing ball, you had no I didn't know who him. He was. I didn't know who he was because they used me as a substitution because somebody didn't show up. Okay. So uh, me and Jovan, we knew the same people on his team. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, I didn't know him, but I knew the person that was on his team, and they, they called me to come to be a replacement. And it's for basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Okay. And I got there. Jovan was there, and Jovan was the one that was getting ready to contact me to come to the Baltimore Temple. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm playing ball with him, not knowing this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know you. So, mm-hmm. so he finally gave me a call. I got to the temple, and then I'm, oh, so I went up to him. I said, oh, didn't I just see you last week, man? Yeah. Ain't you the same guy on the team? How you get all the way down here in Baltimore? And we was on the same um, email um, trail and everything, yeah, letting yeah. us know the sports and everything. I looked at him. So when I got to the temple, I see all these people on their knees, man. I was in there crying, man, so hard. It's like I came out of a desert. Yeah. It's like I came out of desert, no water, just like, man, when I got there, the spirit hit me. As soon as you open the door, yeah. yeah, Lord Jesus. I was like, oh, what's going yeah. on here? As mm. soon as I opened the door, man, it hit me. Mm-hmm. I got in there, man. It's like everything was in slow motion. Yeah. Sat down in my seat. And I was like, man, where in the world am I, man? It was just the spirit. It was just like everything was like slow motion. And then when I heard that 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 type of preaching, like here for the first time in person, mm-hmm. man, you talking about crying, man. Dude, they had to give me tissue and stuff yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was it was very different. Yeah. But it, I knew, I knew, you I, knew I, this I was to, it. I have to stay like, there. This was I knew it. Was it, man? I knew. What it was year? It, what year was that? What year? This was two thousand and six, seventeen, six, so seventeen. I think so seventeen. Yeah, yeah. You've been, so you oh, so then you've been uh, on the teachings 
from about 2017, you'd say? Yes, 2017. Yeah, yeah. Been there. So, and then I left there. So when I left, I'm here at First Church now. Ah, oh, man, it, and it's, it's going well. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, this is, I'm learning so much, right? So what happened, one of the, the members from the cult, she said God told her to follow me. So mm -hmm. she ended up coming. Her name's Sister Alyssa. Alyssa. But I brought her there to the cult by using one of the, the fake event oh, tactics. You, you brought her to the cult? Yeah, I brought her there. And now it's time for her to follow you outside and of the cult. she followed me. She followed and, me out. Enter and exit. Right, and, and exit and exit. She said, "Yeah, the Lord told told me to follow you uh -huh. because I when I brought in, she was a teenager. Yeah, and yeah. then she, you know, but we we developed over the years and you know developed good friendship and writing poetry. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. I do poetry. The poetry came from the cult. It's because it was so intense. I needed some type of getaway." You know, but then I used to go upstairs inside of the house, and then that's when the, the writing started. Mm. I do the I do the poetry. It started from there. That's yeah, where no, it came you, from. You did a you did a poem. Mm -hmm. I think it was in the year two thousand nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, did yeah, one. You did a poem. I did one. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's where it came from. Okay. I I wasn't into it, but it was when the cult. It caused. It felt like I had no choice but to, no choice, to find yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. That's where it came from. All the emotions, all that, I was able to put that on paper. And when I, and then once I started experiencing that feeling that I get when I write, mm -hmm. the, the release, that, that escape, man, I was like, and then you, you're writing, you have no eraser marks, man. It's just going, just flowing. It came from the pressure and the, the intense and the, the heartache and, and the good times of being in that cult. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, so who's thank the, God. Who's the minister at the Baltimore Temple? Yeah, so it's brother, uh, Minister Webb, and he's from the DC area too. Minister Webb, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, so yeah. now, take us to the time from because obviously the first place you went to was the Baltimore Temple. What mm -hmm. was it like going to to headquarters in Philadelphia for the first time? Or the first time, man, it was like I was in Holy Land, and I forgot about everything. I, I forgot I had a job. I forgot, I forgot about family back home. Uh, it felt like, I'm not even joking when I said it. It felt like I was in Holy Land. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just like. Like you, you were just amazed, eh? You were just like, Amazed. Dude, people coming fresh off the plane from India. India, yeah. From Australia, Australia. Germany, Canada. I never seen these people. I'm from yeah. DC, it's small. You don't see these people every day. Yeah, yeah. And I'm shaking hands with them. I'm like, just staring at them, looking, like, hey, greetings. Sorry, just grabbing their hands, you know, let go of my hand. But it's like hearing all them that tongue, just speaking in tongue, all at once, man. It was like it was like I was like a kid in a candy store. Mm -hmm. It was like, man, I never seen so many people with the Holy Ghost, man. Mm -hmm. I've never seen this much, you know. Come where I come from, it was just maybe three of us, maybe two of us that had it. Yeah, but then so I got crazy. here. It was like, like what, whoa. What was it like first time seeing, you know, PJ? Mm -hmm. on the pulpit like you know first time kind of just uh, and getting in there like what was the first time, yeah first service like the praise and testimony the all of that yeah. the like for you right so for me when i first heard pastor jennings he came to the baltimore temple because the baltimore temple was still under like a small um, construction because they was getting the sanctuary together so yeah. pastor was coming to do some final touches mm -hmm. but he came and he preached that was my first time hearing him in person yeah. and then when i say he scared me man because I wasn't used to that type of preaching. Yeah. And then they hear it in person, and then the speaker's right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Dude, 
And, and he preached on hell. Voice too. <laughs> man, and then he preached on hell. And I never heard hell like that. Yeah, like that before. So, yeah. Dude, I'm literally on the highway driving, snot off down my nose and my eye, crying my eyes out. Crying my eyes out. I just couldn't believe it. I got I'm driving all the way back to DC. Like, what in the world I just experienced? And yeah. and then the spirit that come across the pulpit from the preaching, it was just do it was just every bit of it was hitting my heart, yeah. hitting my spirit. I'm like, wow, man! Like, I never experienced nothing, nothing like this ever. In the entire time that I've been in church, I never experienced nothing like this. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, they got a reader next to him, and it's a man, and it's yeah. like, dude, like, what in the world is going on here? Wow. Yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, it was great, man. It was great. That, 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 that's honestly, that's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful testimony. I mean, mm-hmm. being in the cult for about seven to eight years, and the yeah, way man. God was still keeping you. Preserving, mm-hmm. protecting you during that time. Plus, you know, the Anita, the sister Anita. Yeah, Vanita. Vanita, Vanita, the one that said God told me to follow you. Well, no, no, Alyssa. Her name was Alyssa. Sister Vanita from Fredericksburg. That's the one I called. Okay, Fredericksburg, but Sister Alyssa. Alyssa, yeah. That's just, that's, that's just wow. Yeah. That's just it was wild, man. So now, <clears throat> what can you take, and, you know, anybody else and listening to this, or someone that's in falsehood right now, someone that's in a cult, somebody that, you know, who feel like, you know what I'm saying, where they're at, this is not it. What would you, what, what advice would you give that brother or that sister? Yeah, so the one thing that I've, I've been learning, especially since I've been in First Church, know, the, know what you're reading. If it doesn't match, if the preaching doesn't match what you're reading in your book, mm-hmm. question the preacher, yeah. question him. And if it doesn't match, if it doesn't line up, I would just say, leave the lord will direct you he will never leave us nor forsake us you know the brainwashing thing is real Mm -hmm. so know know the word for yourself know it for yourself and not what others are telling you yeah Yeah, just have that seed in you and know it for sure that this this is legit this is legitimate this is the real deal and the book says it the book doesn't say it i don't believe it i would just i would tell them that yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of vulnerable, not even kids. I'm mm-hmm. talking about older folk as well. There's a lot of vulnerable, sincere mm-hmm. people in falsehood. They really believe yeah. that they're under the teachings. They really believe that this message is, you know, helping them get to the kingdom of God. Where mm-hmm. in reality, this message is they're like literally a second away from just being cut off by God. So, what can you say for the vulnerable people in terms of? I'm talking about people who absolutely know nothing. Because there's some yeah. people, they say, you know what, I grew up with a, a church base. My mom's this, my dad was that, my aunt, grandma. But then you have people like yourself, family's not church-oriented at all. We, they, don't, they can't even go to somebody about, like, yo, I need some help in terms of questions for church or whatever. What can those people do who just completely fresh, like I'm talking about probably can't even spell church. Mm. What can they do mentally? once they enter a church and, you know, not get into the traps of becoming a, a, a cult leader or getting into a cult? What can they do? Right, right. So uh, the best way I can answer this question is uh, have some type of focus. Like, for instance, for example, what is your why? Like, why are you here? So I believe your why will help direct you just the little steps and the Lord would do the rest. You know, he, he would guide you. Yeah. 
yeah. along the way. Yeah. Uh, but just know your why. Why am I here? Why am I in church? Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the point of me being here? But by answering, by asking yourself those questions, it's, it's easier for you to, to get an answer yeah. because it will cause you to think a little bit. So why am I here? So now, okay, let, let me go find out my why. The book, the Bible, let's go into the Bible. That's my why. So the Bible will lead you. It will lead you in the right direction, right? So you may stumble, you may fall. Yes, that's going to happen. But just stay with the book. Just try it. Just try it. And it's, it's pretty much guaranteed. You're going to know something you didn't know before. That's going to lead you that much closer to God and just give you that more leverage to him. Just try it. Yeah. That's what I would tell someone. And you never had any like attachments over there. Whereas man, I don't want to leave this cult because my friends or because my, did you ever, you never had that type of attachment? Well, um, not necessarily, but I do love them and I miss them like crazy because of what I know now. Yeah. And it, it hurt. It hurts me. You know, it, it hurts really bad. And I see different ones here and there while I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, I see different ones, but uh, I never really was uh, attached to people like that. You know, not like that. I love the, the so-called first lady because she pretty much taught me everything. You know, I mean, how to be a man. I mean, certain things about being a man and how to treat women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, but I do remember one guy when I first got there and I was getting ready to be baptized. He told me, make sure you do it for yourself. But when he told me that, I just stared at him. But I kind of knew what he was saying. You know, I kind of knew what he was saying. But then I always kept a little space between me and and, and people. Yeah. I always kept like a wedge there. You yes. know, it was always a small wedge there. Okay, okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. And that was just enough to get out. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, 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 <clears throat> last question. I hope, um, and it's something I see moreover. It's mm-hmm. a lot of young people they really like believe in the church they're in it may not be a cult so much but literally it's just them in falsehood and whatnot like they really believe it like their uncles in it cousins sisters and stuff like that what can you tell to that one who whether it's pentecostal or apostolic or baptist uh, jehovah witness uh, lutheran mormon whatever the case is what in, in terms of obviously your experience what would you tell them if you had the opportunity, what you do in saying to get out or come out from among them? Like what right. would you tell them if you had them on a 1v1? Right, 1v1. So just see what kind of condition they're in. If, you know, most, most of these churches, you know, they're family oriented, it's a family church. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, direct them right back to the book. Where's this family church in, in your book? Because yeah. if it doesn't match, you know, you're vulnerable and you're heading into damnation, basically. What about, what about the ones that are scared to leave? Because right. with the cult you were in, and they mm-hmm. were, they were telling you fear. So you yeah. leave, you die, you're going to get killed, and now you have these young ones. It's almost right, like, man. Like, what, can, what would you tell them? <sighs> yeah, man. It's unfortunate, but the scare tactic is, is, is pretty real, man. So I would just tell them, just, I have to just keep it cut, plain and dry. Leave. Just, just leave. The Lord will lead you and guide you. And then for them, they, 
the Lord was showing them different signs, showing them that this not it. Yeah. And, and, and you're going to know it. It's just the, the extra push. That's the hardest part of leaving it because you see the Lord is working there. And then you see the the negativity there too. So it's, yeah. it puts you it's right in the, in, the, in the middle. Yeah, mm -hmm. it puts you right in the middle and it's hard. So I would say this, fast about it. Pray about it. What does the book say? Mm -hmm. Those three things, I think those three things will, will be the key, you know, to, to direct you, you know, to direct you. It's hard, man. It was very hard. See, it took me eight years, almost eight years mm -hmm. to, to leave. I was because there was so much truth there. They had the old school teaching. Yeah. And then they had, you know, their way of doing things. But yeah. just over time and developing and maturing over the years, it felt like I couldn't grow no more. Yeah. It's pretty, like I did everything they said. Yeah, pretty much it was like they had a form of light. You know, man, has a form of godliness in there, man. Form of godliness. They had like, you know, here's the real deal, but they're trying to yeah. see in a couple, you know, one twos in themselves. Wow, that's just wow. Listen to this. We celebrate Halloween every year. You guys celebrate and Halloween. We, and we built haunted houses from scratch every year and had a line of people outside ready to come in. And then the the, the, the lady told us we're not celebrating. She told so us we're not celebrating. I'm, I'm I know. I'm lost. I'm lost. Let me get this straight. Yeah. Let me get this straight. Your cult, the, or the previous cult you were in, they built haunted houses. We built haunted houses from scratch, from us. We but built them in the backyard. You, you would not celebrate Halloween. She told us, we, someone asked her, probably out of fear, one of the members. She asked her, are we celebrating Halloween? She was like, you're not celebrating it. That's, how, that's exactly how she said it. And every year we, we did it. And we partaked in other haunted houses. And, and I mean, a whole bunch of other foolishness that we did. But the haunted house thing stuck out to me the most. Because, dude, that's the most demonic thing you can do <laughs> to, towards people. You know? So that was crazy. That is wild. Yeah, man. Every year. Every single year. Lines of children outside. And then, and then obviously you guys did Christmas and Easter and all that as well. Oh yeah, we was in there dying Easter eggs, Easter hunt, uh, all that, all of it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did it, dude. It some outrageous things we done. One time we was on our way to Florida, getting on the plane. We couldn't get on the plane unless we everybody in there write their sins out and give it to her. So it'd be like that. So if it was to go somewhere, <sighs> yeah, you'd man, have to write down all your sins, give it to her before you dude. could even go on the plane. Everything you wanted. Basically, in life, man, mm -hmm. if it wasn't sins, it had to come through her. When I wanted a car, I'm getting older, I got my license, I want a car. Guess where I had to go? Through her. Want a house? Why'd you have to, to go through her? Because it felt like she was the blessing. She She's given us the blessing. Oh. If she don't do it, it's not blessed. It's not blessed. It's not blessed. And look, we was out there every, every week, man, because we didn't have government funding. We had to go out there and sell furniture and all types of house supplies, yard sales every week just to bring income in, just to keep the, the heat on, the, the electric running, snow, rain or shine. Just imagine a bunch of young people out here and people coming up to you like, where are you guys getting this stuff from? And yeah. basically, why are you out here? Yeah. In the snow. That's crazy. Selling furniture. Big old couch. Big old couches and stuff. 
And if, if you didn't come, guess what? To the hole you go. To the hole you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, you know, to, 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 to finish off, how has it been for you since you've, from the day you've, you've been in truth, you've been under the, yeah. the, the teachings of mm-hmm. the Apostle Pastor Gino Jennings, how has that been for you? Life-changing, man. Very life-changing in all aspects of my life. <laughs> just a little bit of knowledge that I had from the cult until now is just, it's, it increased so much mm-hmm. to the point like, you know, your heart just goes out to every falsehood, every cult, everything out there. It's just, it's just you, you pray for them continuously, you know, and it's, you understand the condition that these people are in. You understand the fight that they're in. And it's so hard for them to come out. But, and then you, it gives you a greater appreciation for the, the bylaws that we have in First Church. Yeah. The, separate, the, the women on one side, the men on one side. Mm-hmm. All that, it gives you so much of a greater appreciation when you come from out the falsehood too. Because you know what, what it consists of, of being there. And then I see why, uh, you know, the way First Church is organized, I was so, that made me, the organiza- organization of the church, did, that put like, my heart was so glad about that. I, it just, I, don't, I can't even explain it. It just made me so happy to see how organized it was. Mm-hmm. It's like everything's order, praise and worship, tithes and offering, you know, announcements, call the minister. Everything was in order and everything was being directed across the pulpit. And instantly I felt the freedom. I was like, man, I can just feel the shackles yeah. off of me, even though I'm still underneath strict teaching. The that shackle of being held accountable to a a, a fake um, so-called first lady, mm-hmm. I don't have that anymore. Yeah, and I yeah. can just focus across the pulpit now. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, it was a, a the feeling was amazing. It just make you want to do more, you know. It just mm-hmm. make you want to do more. Yeah. And there's so much to learn in it as well. It's not like you so much could ever just stop. There's, there's, it, it just like it's continuously and continuously. Man, this thing is the best thing on earth, man. Wonderful, brother. That's wonderful. And are you the only one in your family, or? Uh, yeah, I'm the only one in my family. Of course, I try to slide in the YouTube to them with Pastor, but some take it, and then some just look at me ready to fight. But yeah, I mean, eventually, you know. It'll dawn on them. It'll dawn on God willing. God willing for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, brother, it was a pleasure having you on this podcast. A pleasure having you on this show, man. This, this is a wonderful, wonderful testimony. I mean, you encouraged me to even just go out there and get more, some more saints testimony. Because, you know, I met you uh, yeah. end of the year. For those of you who don't know, yeah. I met, um, Brother Andre, um, it was 2018, end of the mm-hmm. year convocation in Philadelphia. That was my first time coming up. You know, you just, you talk to people, you know, greetings, brother, greetings, sister. But yeah. some people, they've been through so much before they came yeah. to the stuff. And you know, so we just don't know that. I really didn't know. I was not expecting <laughs> this at all. And I'm truly grateful. And it's an, it's an encouragement, you know, if you, you know, from what you were in for seven, eight years to where you are now, it just encourages me even more to, to continue mm-hmm. to fight this good fight of faith. Because as, I mean, this is not easy. This is this is not an easy thing mm-hmm. at all. It's difficult. Yes. You can't do what yes. you want to do. You can't even listen to what you want to listen to. You can't watch what you want to watch. You can't really be around who you want to be around. You know what I'm saying? You can't dress the way you want. You can't post how everybody posts. It's all you can't even get any type of job anybody gets. 
you know, it's, it's so yeah. different. It's, it's so different and it's extremely difficult, but it's worth it. And I'm grateful yes. for it, brother. So I don't know if you had anything you wanted to promo at the end of the show as we conclude. Is there anything you wanted to get out there for, you know, if you have a poetry page or anything like that? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your your podcast, man. You know, I came across your podcast one time on YouTube. And it was very interesting. I saw you with a brother from the church. And uh, I was like, man, this is great, man. I was sitting there just watching it. I was like, well, this is very interesting, hitting some some good topics and talking about what's going on on the earth. I was like, man, this is really great. And I wanted to support, you know, any yeah. type of way that I can, if it's yeah. just a like button, something. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, let me just reach out to him because now, you know, I wanted to try to get my testimony out. And this was a great opportunity for me to do so. So thank you brother for allowing me to do that. Um, and yes, I, I do do poetry. I do have a YouTube page. Um, it's called uh, my book of Samoa tree. My book of Samochi, and I'll, I'll send you that. And um, yeah, and, I'll, uh, I'll make sure can... to put that on the description below. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All so... right, you have yourself a wonderful evening once again. Thank you. I really appreciate the testimony. It really, really did encourage me even more. I'm truly yes, grateful for it. I hope this uh, encourages many others that are listening to this. Those of you who are in truth, those of you who are just getting started out, and those of you who are in falsehood, of those of you who are in a cult. Once again, it's me, uh, Sunny Esperance from the I Thrive Podcast, with my brother from D.C., who goes to the Baltimore Temple, Brother Andre Glanville. This is the end of the show. You take care and peace be and have a good one. Peace be, brother. Take care.